0: (laughs) All right, let's get this started. This is Sebastian Aminu I'm your multimedia editor and your host for Gator Talk, a Golden Gate Express podcast that brings news to FC State students. So just quickly, I'm gonna start off with a preview of the show. We'll get started with a brief monologue. We'll get into a news brief that matters to FC State students. And lastly, our amazing editor-in-chief sat down with a supervisor from San Francisco's Board of Supervisors who was making headlines earlier this year. For more information and coverage, check out GoldenGateExpress.org or at GetItTalkPod on all social media platforms. So I just wanted to take a moment and say this to you all, this is the third week of school and I hope all is well as of now. I hope you figured out a routine for your classes in life. So congratulations, you got this. This episode will air at the start of the Chinese New Year, the Year of the Ox, so Happy New Year! This episode will also air before Valentine's Day, un día dedicado al amor y amistad, a day dedicated to love and friendship. So take the time out of your day to celebrate with someone significant, a member of your family or friend, but just remember to celebrate them safely. Lastly, this is the third episode, and we didn't get canceled yet. So help Talk expand by sharing this podcast with your professors professors, assistants, classmates, colleagues, roommates, co-workers, and dogs. One quick news brief. The Super Bowl happened last weekend, and it's incredible to point out that no matter what team Tom Brady is in, America will root for the opposing team. Chinese New Year starts today, and it's the year of the Ox. Happy New Year. As of late, there's been an uptick in violence against Asian Americans. Expect a story from us at the Golden Gate Express, but please stay safe out there. I'll just quickly set the scene up and provide context. The San Francisco's Board of Supervisors is made up of 11 supervisors from districts all over the city and county of San Francisco. The supervisors are elected through a choice-ranked voting system that is held every four years and can serve two four-year terms in succession. Most notable supervisors in history of San Francisco's Board of Supervisors are Harvey Milk, Mayor Lennon Breed, and U.S. Senator Dianne Feinstein. Supervisors are the newsmakers, they create policy for the city and county, and they also have authority on the state of the city. Most recently, Supervisors Haney, Peskin, and President Yee sent a letter to President Mahoney at San Francisco State about the layoffs. And with that, I'm going to pass the torch on to Chris Ramirez. He's the Editor-in-Chief of the Golden Gate Express. Hey all, this is
1: Chris Ramirez, Editor-in-Chief for Express. I'll be taking over for the main story today. Last Friday, February 5th, Sebastian and I spoke with San Francisco District 10 Supervisor, uh, President, Shaman Walton. He is the current president for the city's Board of Supervisors, voted in by his fellow supervisors on the board on February 8th. I should add that the vote was unanimous, too. Now President Walton was elected as District 10 Supervisor in 2018, beating out his opponent, Tony Kelly. We sat down with him to ask him the tough questions about how he's been handling the role of president, as well as what he's been working on with the board. All right, so President Walton, um, happy Friday. Thanks for talking to us. I guess my first question I want to ask is, probably going to be my toughest question for you. It's just going to be, how are you holding up?
2: Uh, I think we're doing well, you know, just uh, learning a lot, working with my colleagues, working with the rest of the leadership of the city and trying to fight through this pandemic. But I think we're doing the best we can um, considering the circumstances.
1: So you're probably wondering why you should care or how this is relevant to us, right? President Walton is a Bay Area native, having grown up in Vallejo, and he's actually an SF State alum. He received his master's in public administration in
2: 2010. So um, you know, I actually went to SF State for a graduate uh, program for a master's in public administration. Um, and the year that I uh, came on board at the MPA program was also the first year that the MPA program moved to uh, Westfield Mall, uh, so the MPA and MBA program moved from um, the campus, uh, the ma- main campus down to downtown. Um, but I did still take a few classes, of course, on campus. But I just loved the atmosphere. Um, loved how the educators, you know, teach with a with a focus on social justice and a focus on equity. I mean, uh, educators are diverse. Um, you know, other students are diverse, and, and that's important. Uh, but my daughter. Um, did graduate from SF State as well undergrad and she got her masters there too. So obviously I'm a proud, um, alumni and also proud father to have, uh, a, uh, a, a daughter to also go to SF State. Yeah, but I just remember uh, the climate I love being on campus in, in both cases and just experiencing that diversity and, and, and the, and the focus on equity. Mm-hmm.
1: I wanted to ask you kind of mentioned also how something that you appreciated about SF State was like its kind of scope with regards to social justice. I guess how did would you say that SF State maybe have it shaped kind of your world view and maybe how you and how you kind of I guess go about doing your work today?
2: Well definitely played a role I mean obviously I've had a lot of mentors you know I did go to a historically black college and university um, growing up and you know um living in public housing and you know, moving from San Francisco and, 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 and living in Vallejo. So I've had many different experiences that have shaped uh, what we fight for and what we try to do. Uh, you know, just, just from life experience as a whole, but SF state definitely played a major role. Um, and where I am today, uh, you know, in fact, you know, the things that I learned in the MPA program are directly uh, related and connected to a lot of the work I've been able to, to accomplish.
1: And uh, just as a quick side note, I think it's absolutely crucial to note that during our interview, President Walton was sporting an SFSU dad shirt. He also mentioned that he could see himself in the future, returning to SF State to teach, similar to other Bay Area icons such as Jackie Fielder, who ran for state senator against Senator Scott Weiner this past election cycle, and Michael Krasny, soon to be retired KQED radio host of The Forum. Krasny announced his retirement this past December. And the Board of Supervisors actually honored him on February 2nd with the city holiday of Michael Krasny Day, set for February 15th. In the two years President Walton has been on the board, he's amassed a pretty impressive resume of achievements. Some of these include, and brace yourself for this list, working with Mayor London Breed to ultimately divest $120 million to the Black community, championing the closure of Juvenile Hall set for the end of 2021, the creation of the African American Reparations Task Force, leading the push for the passage of Prop D on the ballot this past November, which created the Sheriff's Department Oversight Board for San Francisco, and working to ban e-cigarettes in the city.
2: And they were targeting our uh, our young people uh, as young as middle school and they're you know, getting them addicted to nicotine. And that was, I think, one of the first big things that we were able to accomplish. And we, we were happy about that. Um, but, I, 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 you know, it, it's, it's hard to say um, because all of the work, that you mentioned, it's, it's still a lot to do. So, for instance, we got to get the reparations task force up and running and actually get the reparations plan and package. Uh, we still have to get the final plan for the closure of juvenile hall for it to close at the end of the month. Um, you know, we're still working out on how the resources that we redirected from the police department to invest in the black community, what that's all going to look like. And so, uh, you know, until we see things through to the finish. Uh, I, I, w- I would just say I'm, I'm excited about all that work and all those opportunities. Um, but I can say that we actually did ban e-cigarettes in San Francisco. We were successful in doing that. Um, and I think that's going to, you know, lead to less of our young people being targeted and exploited and um, have an opportunity to become addicted to nicotine through these devices.
1: Mm-hmm. And correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, regarding the task force, applications are currently the application process is currently open right
2: now, correct? Correct. Well, the seats are, are spelled out. You know, um, they, they, they each have a definitive um, criteria. Folks who've lived in public housing, folks who may have owned a, 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 a black business, folks who may have suffered from over-criminalization. Um, it's really set up for people who have experienced the injustices that we're going to be trying to fight uh, and solve through the reparations process.
0: We'll be right back. Support the Golden Gate Express work by signing up for our online newsletter, following us on Instagram or Twitter at UGX News, and visiting the website, GoldenGateExpress.org. Interested in advertising with Golden Gate Express? Check out our advertising page at GoldenGateExpress.org advertising. Our Editor-in-Chief, Chris Ramirez, launched the First 100 Project that chronicles President Biden's first 100 days in office. So check it out at GoldenGateExpress.org, and it's in the in-depth category.
1: So part of what makes President Walton's role as president unique to the board is the relationships he's forged among the other supervisors. He's labeled as one of the more progressive board members, and he has to work to find that intersection of staying true to the ideas that his constituents voted him for, while also working with the other board members and Mayor London Breed, who despite having worked together with, the two have had opposing views on issues before. The two have butted heads on issues such as in December, when the board unanimously voted to approve funding for hotel rooms for
2: unhoused individuals.
1: But despite this, President Walton has had some pretty solid relationships with the other supervisors. Well,
2: yeah, I mean, I think if you look at uh, San Francisco history, you're probably not going to find a board of supervisors that has um, worked better together and been more in, in unity in terms of the policies and what we're pushing, but also how we work together, uh, even when Folks may not always disagree, and so, you know, I I had some strong relationships with colleagues prior to being elected to the Board of Supervisors, and we were able to strengthen a lot of those through the work and working together. And when you accomplish things and and you're able to get successful policies pushed for our communities. I
1: think that his response was really indicative of the no-nonsense attitude President Walton has in his leadership position and just his overall character. We spoke prior to the news breaking on Sunday that SFUSD had reached a tentative agreement towards school reopenings in the city, and he didn't really comment on it much in our conversation, other than just really emphasizing the idea that he wanted to move forward in a productive manner and work with both the board and the mayor to mitigate any divisions.
2: Well, one of the first things we were able to do and we're excited about is uh, recently at our Southeast Health Center in Bayview, uh, we were able to prioritize testing for 65 and older uh no appointments necessary drop in just for individuals that live in the 94124 and 94134 zip codes, and as you know, my district has the highest number of cases of folks that have contracted the virus, along with the Mission District. To your point, and in terms of Black and Latino uh, families getting the the virus at higher rates, and so we have the Southeast Health Center uh, working on a mass vaccination site right now at the Produce Mart in Bayview. Hopefully, that will be up and running the next couple of weeks. Obviously, we have the mass site at city college. We have one that just opened up at the Moscone center South, uh, with Kaiser and, and the city together. Uh, we have more planned sites throughout the district and we just got to finalize of course, numbers and, um, dates and times and get that information out. And the, the hard part right now, of course, is really fighting to make sure that we get the supply <coughs> that we need. Um, the Federal Government is controlling that process, and uh, you probably have heard and seen that it's real hard for folks to get the vaccine and that that's the main thing that we're also fighting for but mass vaccination sites uh vaccination sites within communities, so folks don't have to go far and they can get there, particularly because right now we're only the tier one a and that's sixty five and older uh folks who live in nursing homes and our medical professionals uh, are the main folks in that category and so <laughs> We obviously want to get thousands of folks vaccinated as soon as possible so that the, the we can stop the spread of this virus. We're trying to get to 10,000 a day for starters. Um, but I think as we get more supply, uh, we may be able to, to do more than that. So that's, that's what we're hoping for. Well, in, in terms of district 10, you know, obviously I want this to continue to be a place where people can afford to live. I want folks to be able to own homes and, and raise families and, and have the, the, the best schools and, make this a destination place for all of San Francisco and really folks coming from all over the Bay area. So, you know, keeping our, 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 residents working, uh, making sure that they can have the the housing they need to live here and the schools that are amazing for our young people. Uh, and you know, that's what I'm going to continue to fight for and make sure that, uh, the equity, um, that we, we need, it still exists here. And we have to do everything we can to maintain, um, the the black population and to try to get folks to to come back so that we can have a, a a more diverse city uh just like we have been used to in the past so those things are important i think for not only district 10 but 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 for the city as a whole and uh obviously for the city i'm going to continue to focus on building more affordable housing you know addressing unemployment particularly for certain populations and making sure that workers are protected and receiving what they need. Uh, but you know, we're going to address the wealth gap and, and continue to fight to to make sure everybody has the opportunity to enjoy th- this beautiful city. And that's something that, um, you know, we can only do if we address that, that wealth gap. And we're going to continue to do that.
1: And so I think our last question, just kinda of, just to kind of end things, is what is there anything that, you know, we haven't talked about or, you know, hasn't been addressed that, that you think should be, I don't know, that you kind of want to speak on, you know, toward San Francisco State students or maybe just anyone that who might listen at all?
2: Well, I definitely just want to say to the students, you know, I think you're at a, a wonderful institution uh, for higher learning. Uh, SF State has really made the mark in a lot of things that um, are important and, and still exist today. You know, whether we talk about the first campus to do ethnic studies, or we talk about a lot of the movements, um, at, you know, during the civil rights movement and just the fight for equity and social justice. So folks should feel proud and excited and happy to be a part of a school that continues to to not only educate people and make sure that they um, learn what they need academically, but also provides for a platform to get involved um, in, in the various issues that exist in, in our communities today.
1: Perfect. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for your time, President Walton. And yeah, thanks for talking on this Friday morning.
2: Thank you. Have a good one.
1: And that was the episode. This is Chris Ramirez. I'm your editor-in-chief for Express and your guest host for Gator Talk. New episodes will premiere Friday mornings, so stay tuned. And with that, I'm signing off.